0: Tamson, how you doing
1: good morning i'm good how are you i'm
0: good it's kind of a dreary kind of quiet day today it's cloudy out there trying to rain i think
1: uh, we have like very high sky blue sky in the east coast so i'm happy oh
0: beautiful very nice no
1: no rain today which is nice great.
0: where are you at Tamson?
1: i'm outside of philadelphia
0: okay okay i didn't realize that I, I for some reason i thought you were over this way on the west coast
1: no, I'm a, I, I think that way a lot. I mean, I try to <laughs> I, I try to act West Coast.
0: <laughs> I hear you. Hey, good morning, Kelly. <laughs> good morning, everyone.
1: I'm kind of a blend between New York and and L.A. I think.
0: Hey, then you're then you're our peeps. I mean, you fit right in. You pull it
2: off. You pull it off. I was, I I always assumed West Coast as well, which you know that's the thing is you just kind of everybody thinks that you're their neighbor. Exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, we love you,
0: Tams, and we're so glad you're always here every every uh, Saturday. With I us.
1: I get so much out of this. It's amazing. So yeah, I'm happy to be here.
0: Oh, great. Well, thank you for that. We always appreciate to get that feedback that is the goal—is to have something meaningful come out of it that you can walk away and apply or contemplate. Good morning, uh, Melissa. Uh, morning, kelly Hi, Tamara. Hi, Thompson. How are you today? morning. Good morning. Good
1: morning. Good. Or good afternoon for you, I guess. You're like me. Well, You're that's right true.
0: That is yeah, true. It's so steady, uh, still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Melissa, where are you at? Uh, Orlando. I'm located in Orlando. Oh, down in Florida. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. It's been a rainy day, but besides... That's good how it is with tonight. us. Yes. <laughs> We're having, having clouds and threats of rain, uh, although it never seems to rain. And what is it? It never seems to rain in Southern
2: California,
0: but I'm in I
2: Northern see. California. <laughs> it is cloudy in Southern California today. I don't expect that we'll get rain, but... We have a little, we have some clouds, which is, you know, we'll see how long they last. They'll probably be gone by the afternoon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Well, they say it's supposed to rain here tomorrow, but we'll see. Who knows?
2: Well, that'll be good because California needs rain. So we'll take it. We need, we need
0: a lot of rain up here so we can give it to you guys in Southern California.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we tell Southern California people, but that's the story that you get taught in Northern California. Exactly. All the water gets stolen by Southern California. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, I know that we probably will have some uh, other folks drop in today, but it is the top of the hour, uh, 930. I just want to make sure that we we have a lot of content to get through. So I'll just open up the room and I just want to welcome everybody here. And again, thank you for taking time out of a, a weekend where you could be doing lots of other things and making this investment in yourself. and and those in the room and we are the official Le- learning to lead clubhouse that meets every saturday morning from 9 30 to ten thirty pacific standard time and this was a forum that kelly and i created to talk about all things leadership challenges achievements and everything in between and of course there are leaders that join us from all levels and all industries with bringing a lot of Broad diversity of leadership experience and perspectives, and so you know whether somebody's an entry level leader or a seasoned executive, this is a great place for us to share our experiences and our challenges and our sage advice and learn from each other to be the best version or best leader that we can be. Um, so, just a couple of things that uh, we uh, encourage people to follow our clubhouse and also we invite people to follow those that come into the room um, because that can build your network and and uh, help you uh, outside of the group um, share you we'd like you to share the take a moment to share the room with others if there's others you think may benefit from this and you can do that down on the bottom uh, the little uh, box with the arrow going up you can share the room just in general which will go out to your to your uh, network of folks that you follow or you can invite others into the room as well um, and you can communicate with us a couple of different ways you can communicate with us either through the kite or the chat there's now a live chat and I'll kind of keep a track and, and watch that in the background to see if there's anything that we need to share we also um, have a substack site where we post our, our uh, summaries of this—they're the content of our Clubhouse discussions, and also have recordings there as well. We also do post these on LinkedIn as well. So again, a really, really uh, robust conversation content today to talk about. So I'm going to turn it over to Kelly and let
2: her get us started. Hi, Chad. You, and it was always, a uh, um... and good morning, Chad. And it's always a good reminder that know we're gonna i know as we get into the summer months folks are going to be traveling and folks are going to be taking vacations and doing all the fun summer things that we do so we will always um we have a replay that's recorded always accessible within clubhouse if you haven't seen it you can actually access all of our um events through through clubhouse since they launched that feature as well as again the recap so if you miss it or you can't attend no pressure listen to the replay and again hopefully you find value in the content as tamra mentioned we do have a lot of content today, um, but I'm going to start with, of course, the the reminder, which is very on theme for the topic today. As we talk about planting the seeds of success and really nurturing the seeds of su- our own success, um, a, the part of what we're going to be hitting on today is going to be really digging into the idea of kind of pulling together all the past, you know, principles that we've covered from building awareness to realizing potential to developing relationships, and then adding on the taking action and practicing reflection. So as we kick off the room, I always like to start with the practicing reflection moment of reminding us all that it's really important that we take time to look at how we're doing, how things are going, capture that to the extent that we we can through a journal practice or even just through what we're gonna do now, uh, one word that would really summarize how your week went. And so with that, I'm gonna start with Tamsen.
1: Good morning. I'm going to go with engaged. I'm leaning into my new role and leveraging what I learned. And that's pretty much it for me for now.
2: Yeah, I totally get it. It's an exciting period of time when you're in a new role. And it's a little bit of like you're a sponge, and there's a lot of listening, and there's a lot of learning, and a lot of absorbing. So uh, I will say, even to starting new roles, you know, the Pay attention and reflect as well you know very actively as i'm sure you are in those moments of onboarding when you're kind of coming in with new fresh eyes which is very valuable um to the teams that you're joining melissa
0: uh, i'll say exciting and happy i mean it's the it's the beginning of the prime month and as you know in the company we have a lot of cele- celebrations as well as here in orlando so it's uh, it has been a pretty exciting happy week uh putting everything together and chatting with everyone so yeah, those are my words.
2: Fantastic. Yes, I'm loving seeing everything. I'm looking forward to all the events. Um, and so it's an exciting kickoff. And I agree with you. I think our, our company, Disney, does a really wonderful job of um of really celebrating celebrating these moments and making sure that we put on a lot of great events and also very good about educating and talking about um, how we can be more mindful when we think about, you know, pride month, it's about celebrating, but it's also about learning and growing and understanding how, um, how we can actually help continue to make, you know, the the concept, the idea behind pride, something that is, you know, prevalent year round. It's not just a moment in time. Chad, good morning.
1: Good morning. I think that similar to Tamsin, uh, you know, once you get a little bit into a new role and you, you get some of the sponge action, kind of wears off a little bit or it becomes less um, the day-to-day. I, I think one of my, my big things this week is that I've kind of done this, I'll use the word pivot, but where I've kind of grabbed the bull by the horns and say, you know what? We have a kerfuffle. We're going to fix this kerfuffle. <laughs> and I can't believe this is the first time anyways really had to say this, but this needs to be done. <laughs> and it's been a very interesting uh, week in, in in how people have responded to to me having to take you know to, from grabbing from another one of the uh, sessions from several weeks ago a more commanding style like hey folks the status quo is not working here <laughs> so anyways always good to be here
2: well we're glad to have you and it's it's such a great point that you're making as far as again. You know I'm glad to hear about the content we've covered here which you know in reference to that is, is kind of helping as you think about flexing those styles and what's needed but i love what you hit on as well about you know again when you come in with a fresh perspective sometimes it can seem um strange that someone's not seen something or someone that hasn't asked a question or someone hasn't said we have to change this you know we kind of look back at it and go how are you missing this but we all know that you know there's a lot a lot that feeds into that and that's why it's again really really important that we we all kind of, you know, take, take on the courage and the mantle of leadership, which is to speak up, you know, instead of assuming that somebody must have already, somebody must have already asked this question, somebody must have already made this recommendation that it's our job to really um, ask those questions, speak up, use our voice. That's why we are there. That's why we were brought in to those roles. And that's why we are valuable um, at that table. Tamra.
0: Hi, my my uh had a truck getting off of mute. And you know, and, and and Chad, you being here is great. I think being in uh Clubhouse also is a great place where you can, you know, flex your voice, get your thoughts out there. And and do it in a safe place. So I, I appreciate that as well. Um, my word of the week, I, I don't know. I've got a lot of things going on. I would say I'm just gonna use the word introspection. And as I think about this without getting into any of the details, I, I have this little thing that I had from Brene Brown that I think kind of captures kind of where I am right now, which is I am a riser. I'm a get off the ground, don't run and hider. Pushing comes to shove, and hey, I'm a fighter. So that is probably. The gist of
2: where I am. <laughs> I love that. Not only did you you uh, have a have a moment of you know a, a word for your week, but you you know put in a, an awesome awesome quote there, grounding and and uh, and I think that's great. And Bernie Graham is just she's she's great in general across the board. Um, so I will say um, and potentially reflect a little bit in my voice. This this last week was um, a very tiring, very busy week, but only in the really the best way. Um, there's a lot of uh, information that's going around on my linkedin feed and i'll be posting again today but we celebrated the graduation of an amazing program uh, that i'm a part of called code rosie at our company and so it required me to travel to the east coast in a kind of a whirlwind one day trip where i flew in very early and ended up flying out two days later and on the east coast i was you know operating on my west coast time still so it was uh very draining but i will say it was a very exciting week um i think that has to be the word and i will you know as we're talking about clubhouse i i had to i was having the honor of being a part of the graduation event and really kind of kicking it off and you know giving a speech and, and being a part of kind of hosting the event and i have to say we're all learning and I, and as tamara said you know she and i started this group because we are always learning and we were always seeking to figure out how to be better leaders and have these conversations and a lot of the things that we've done here in this clubhouse um, including, we talked a lot about present presenting and presenting with confidence. Um, really fed into what I felt was a successful, you know, event and being able to have the confidence to show up and to share my perspective and to share the things that I have learned. Um, to you know not only the audience but to the the women that are entering new roles now and they 're transitioning into to new roles from where they were previously, so it was a very, very exciting week, very rewarding, and it reminded me so much how important doing things like these these clubhouses and doing things outside of work and really investing in our own leadership journey can have resounding um, effects on how we show up both in our day to day work but also in those moments of celebration when we are really. What I like to use the term, a lot past quote that we've used from Edith Piaf, you know, we're setting the elevator back down when we reach the, the successes that we're we're helping the next leader and we're helping them uh, you know open new doors and sponsor their growth and mentor them. So um very, very rewarding, very exciting. And I'm very tired. This will be a quiet weekend for me more than likely, where I try to uh recover and get some extra sleep. But I, I think I might have slept 12 hours in total over the last three days being out there. So um with that, as Tamara mentioned, there's a ton of content in here. So um I'm gonna go through a lot and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk a lot about really rounding out this idea of what we've been talking about, the these planting the seeds of success and thinking about, you know, this this concept of really feeding into value-based leadership and making decisions and actions that really are grounded in who we are. So I'm gonna go through a lot. I will open it to the room and and of course if you have um, anything you want to chime in on at any point, you know, feel free to, to come off mute and, and chime in. Always welcome the discussion. Um, and I will share, of course, the recap, and there will be a lot of resources in there and likely additional content, given the amount that we're trying to get through. So I do want to kind of round out that, again, as I mentioned, you know, we've been spending the last couple of weeks on this concept of what it means to really, I think, identify what your goals are, and then really nurture that. And that's this concept of you know, your goals may be like a seed, and it requires, you know, care and nurture and diligence and focus. And when we think about it, we started with building awareness, which was really about examining our values, style, beliefs, strengths, weaknesses, and seeking feedback. And then we went into realizing potential, you know, discovering our purpose, developing our best self and pursuing an ideal environments for our success. And then last week, we actually went through developing relationships, which is really about understanding others' values, styles, and beliefs, and how to empathize with others and support their success, which is really critical to, to leadership. And this week, we really want to talk about this concept of you know taking action, about making conscious choices, and acting with the alignment um, in our values and facing challenges and what it means to do that and ultimately you know, closing out with practicing reflection, where we review our thoughts and our actions and the impact of these actions, learning from those experiences and applying those lessons. So it's a lot to get through, but I, I will try to get through as much as we can in the time that we have, knowing that we only, uh, we only have 45 minutes left with you all, and we're very cognizant and appreciative of you taking a time out of your Saturday to be with us. So as I kick off and started talking about taking action, you know, I think we're going to really kind of dig into taking action through these three primary areas, which is, you know, what does it look like in me to, take, to make conscious choices? How do you act in alignment with your values? And what do you need to be thinking about and considering when, when you have to face challenges? Because challenges will happen in all areas of our life. And it's about how we show up and face those challenges. That's really important because we cannot control everything, um, but we can control how we respond. So when we talk about taking action, right? it's, It's really about reflecting, right? Think about these moments when you've taken action, when maybe you've had to make a hard decision or a hard choice. Maybe you had to give some tough feedback. You maybe had to stand up for something you believe in, even if the cost was very high and you had to maybe honor your boundaries and you had to say no to some things that felt pretty uncomfortable to say no to. Maybe you stood up for a principle, and likely what you might have experienced in these moments is a little bit of fear. Maybe it was kind of scary, but maybe it was also equally very empowering. And it taught you a lot about yourself and what's important to you. So when we take action, it's really about really leading, to, leading in and, and embracing courage, because that's the foundation of the first step. When we run towards a fire instead of away from it, when we do hard things because it is the right thing to do, not the easy thing to do, When we stand up, when others tell us to stand down. When we act, when the costs are high. And when we get knocked down and we get back up. These all take courage and it all takes us saying, yes, I'm going to stand up anyway, even when we might be getting messages all around us that tell us to sit down, walk away, stand down. So as we think about this first kind of idea of making conscious choices, it's also important to know that taking action does not always require us to charge it alone you know or take on everything sometimes it's as simple as making conscious choices throughout the day making sure that the things that we are doing align with our values and impact so as we think about even starting out our conversation around the theme of the week and taking that moment to look back it's how in those moments do we try to realign ourselves consistently throughout our day versus maybe just getting caught up in the hustle and bustle which will happen the vast majority of our decisions are made unconsciously because we're just doing a lot, right? Think about, you know, your morning routine, think about, you know, getting up in the morning and maybe, you know, brushing your teeth and taking a shower. And for me, definitely having coffee, you know, driving to the office or logging into your computer. There are things that you do out of habit. These are the unconscious decisions that are just happening as the flow of your day. But conscious decisions and choices are powerful as we think about our leadership development and, the, and acting with purpose. Unconscious decisions and responses can sometimes fall into the fight or flight. This can happen very quickly as we think about the very physical kind of human nature of dynamic and the way that we've evolved. This is really about our, our brains wanting to keep us safe no matter what. It may not be logical. It's much more about speed of decision and efficiency when you think about the physical decision-making. But we have to start to learn how to step back and make those conscious decisions for the behaviors that we're aware of. I love this uh, this concept, and really that that Daniel Goldman included. And, and we spent a lot of time, you know, with Daniel Goldman's you know leadership principles in our our previous leadership styles discussion. And you know, one of the things that he says is, you know, some of these unconscious reactions and decisions that can happen fall into this idea of initial emotional hijack. It's when you know our emotions take over and push us into that immediate reaction where we're not actually thinking before maybe we act. And when you think about this example, and, and Tamara has a great one here that she, you know, she put together in the research for this, which is, you know, think about the fact that you might you know, be walking into a meeting and you know that there's a very high probability that you're going to be emotionally hijacked in this meeting. Maybe there's a, a subject that you know might be a little intense or controversial. There's a lot of Dissenting opinions. Maybe there's specific people. You know, sometimes we have people that can be difficult for us to interact with for many different reasons. There's a dynamic there, and you just know what you're kind of getting yourself into when you walk in this room. You know that you can have a positive impact. And there's a moment where, even in this moment, knowing what you're walking into, if you can stop as soon as you put your hand on the doorknob before you walk in and pause and mentally ask yourself, how can you stay calm and present? How can you, you know, stop and think before you act? What do you need to do to adapt, to be more effective in that moment? And what can your approach be? And it reminds us in just that split second, how do we want to show up? What is What matters to us? And again, how do we stay present in a moment where we're not just reacting from an emotional state where we might be easily triggered to respond to the situation, but instead to remind ourselves to slow down, to pause, and to think before we act or respond. But pausing is not the lack of action. It's really taking a moment to consciously choose how we are going to respond. So in those moments when you're thinking about action, action sometimes feels like a big, bold, um, very large action, um, but sometimes it can just be as simple as stopping and pausing for a moment and reflecting. As we think then about the second concept here about acting in alignment with your values. We've spent a lot of time in this clubhouse talking about values and getting clarity on your values. And it's really important because it continually shows up in so many development, you know, leadership principles that we have that we have to really be thinking about, you know, who we are and what really matters to us. And as you talked about in the past, this will change as you have life experience as you as you live your life outside of work. And as you have experiences within your leadership journey, maybe within your career, your perspective will change as you learn more and as you grow more. So it's always really important to continue to do those recheck-ins on what really matters to me, what's really important to me. And acting with our values when the stakes are low, you know, sometimes feels very easy, right? Like you might think, well, I'm a hard worker, so it's really easy for me to work hard. It made me successful. But now let's think about if it goes too far here, which is... What well, what happens if the value of hard work leads to working too much. It's taking over your life. Maybe you're gone on the road constantly, and maybe you no longer have time for the, the people in your life that you value. That's when it starts to be important to really ask yourself what are the trade-offs of the things that you are doing, even when it's hard. But acting on our values is not always simple. It means that we have to take a stand for what we believe despite the cost. And sometimes it's about finding those those moments of balance, that just right in between two opposites or independent values. It's not always easy, and it's not always clear. And this is where it's really important as we get to the last big concept today. You know, reflection. But situations are going to demand different things from our behavior, right? And our emotional responses need to be different in those situations as well. So, you know, it's really hard and we have to understand that this is not easy work. A lot of the things we talk about here are are challenging and they're not, there's no easy button that we can just press and all of a sudden we're really great at all these concepts. You know, if you're in the middle of, of an emotional hijack situation, as Daniel Goldman, you know, would refer to it, it can sometimes feel like you're wrestling with a bear. It takes all of your attention. It takes all of your energy and it's really hard to step back in that moment and think clear and logically about what you should do. So it's really important that we remember that we have to be thinking um, about what are those small moments of of really building that awareness, as we talked about before, so that we really understand you know what our potential is and where we're going, so that we can also recalibrate back to those values. And this gets very, as you can imagine, you know, again, it's very complicated and things that we work on constantly, but. You know, practicing, you know, reflection is really important to understand when we act or when we do not act in alignment of our values. And this can often show up, you know, very much as, you know, in a, a physical situation, it might be an emotional response, things that make you frustrated or angry or sad, um, or things that really make you happy and joyful and things that, you know, increase your passion, your energy. Those are some of the indicators we've talked about in the past around when you're acting on values versus maybe when you're not, when you start to feel inauthentic and fake, it may be that you need to look back and say, am I doing what really aligns with what really matters to who I am and what I care about? So if we look at actions and we look at, you know, thinking about how to to apply this, um, you know, I love this, this, again, this, another scenario that, that Tamara put together. So think about this scenario when, when this is now applied. So. You know, let's say you have a colleague that, that is acting in a way that you feel is going to really hurt them in the long run. And this is not somebody who works for you. Like right? This may just be a friend. This might be somebody who's a peer or it might be somebody that you just, you know, know professionally. And, you know, maybe they're doing things like they're late to events or they they're making mistakes or maybe some of the way that they behave or interact with people, you, you can tell is going to actually hold them back from the things that they want to do in life. And and you know that you really need to get them tough feedback on their behavior, and it's not gonna probably make them feel good. And there's a lot of risk here that could potentially risk this relationship. But, you know, what's, what's important here is that, you know, in this case, we're acting with a, with a place of honesty and relationships, you know, uh, require us to sometimes operate within these polarities at times. Can you be both honest and help this person and also, still focus on the relationship, but also still help them with their success. And you know, there's a this idea of from Robert Keegan and Lisa Laskow Leahy, I think I might be saying her last name wrong, but I'll put it in the resources. The one method that they offer for moving forward in a in a situation like this in their book Community to Change is that, you know, sometimes there's unspoken barriers that hold us back from acting on what we believe our goals are. Um, And they suggest that really we apply it in in a couple of uh, experiments. So, you know, one of the things that we can do and really important as a leader is just even for the next week, look for five opportunities to give others positive feedback. And maybe look for three different people that need development feedback and give them constructive feedback. What it's doing is it's teaching us to actually embrace that we can give feedback from a place of respect and for best interest and helping others grow, and it's not this invisible barrier that may hold us back from taking that action. And sometimes it means that you have to find that again balance between honesty and protecting and developing relationships. You know, and sometimes again it's this this balance between where people want to and want to and are ready to hear what we have to say. But it's really important that again, if we have values and we have beliefs that we're showing up authentically, and sometimes that means we are we are reaching our hand out and having uncomfortable conversations for the benefit of others as well. So as I move us into facing challenges, um, you know, facing challenges is something that again we're all going to experience and and likely already have. You know, you experience challenges throughout you know your life in all areas of your life. It's just it's a nature of life, and if you're trying to avoid it. Um, That's, you know, know, we will all fail, it's going to happen. So what we can do instead is prepare for how do we face these challenges that we know we can't control. It really is about, you know, requiring us sometimes to run into the fire, as we mentioned before, instead of running away. You know, and each challenge is going to look different. It's gonna be the conflicts that we hope to avoid, emotions that we don't want to feel or express, you know, facing difficult situations with our bosses or customers, or relationships with our families and friends. you know, We all have situations or people that we just don't wanna deal with or face. It's much easier to try to live in a space of never dealing with challenge, never dealing with conflict. And fear is what always holds us back often in those situations. Really not the person or the event, but the fear of what could happen, what might happen instead of what actually does happen. And it's the voice sometimes in our head, if that is our enemy, that's the only, you know, cure to taking the action. Sometimes it's telling us to protect ourselves, but if we can change that voice to be a place of, we can do this and reframe the opportunity to take that action, what we learn from an outcome of that action and facing that challenge is really important. And so as we think about how how exactly do we face challenges, especially through the lens of leadership, we have to really understand and recognize that challenges, you know, you know, are going to happen and it's really about making sure that we are we are trying to clarify how we approach and see those challenges and we're likely again going to come up with a lot of reasons to not not engage there's going to be a lot of fear telling us to protect ourselves and run away and don't worry about it don't do anything about it it'll just it'll take care of itself but sometimes it means that we have to be the ones that actually embrace that and we can't play it safe and we can't settle for less than ideal outcomes And especially in leadership, that often means that we have to have the difficult conversations with people around us to hold them to an ideal, um, to help them grow, honestly. And really, leadership is about making that choice in those moments. We're choosing to lead or not to lead in those moments. So how do you think about it, right? We talked about the idea of pressing pause. And sometimes that's the first step, is really, again, pausing for a moment and asking yourself, What is the action that you should be taking in this moment and and why? And if you're not wanting to take an action, why? Really reflecting and understanding. And again, ultimately, potentially facing our own fears, knowing that there's no silver bullet or way to become more strong or more powerful or never face challenges in your life. Ultimately, what it does is it strengthens our ability to face future challenges. We're building muscles to act with confidence and courage. And I'll pause here for a side, side story. I was reading an article about um, an experiment that was done, I believe in Arizona and a, a biodome was created and a group of scientists created this kind of protected environment in the middle of the desert where they grew kind of an oasis. They grew all these plants and green and they, they put the right soil in place and they created the right environment for everything to thrive in this area, in this desert. And what they noticed is they had these trees and the trees would grow and they would grow and grow, but at a certain point they would fall over. And they couldn't figure out why were the trees falling over? Everything was fine, they had water, they had nutrients, they had sun, they had everything they needed to be, to be strong and grow and be healthy. And they dug in and they did a lot of research and they realized what was happening and what was missing from this perfected ideal environment was wind. And for trees to grow strong, they need wind, they need resistance, it it strengthens their bark and it deepens their roots, which allows them to grow strong and then withstand hurricanes and strong wind because they are constantly having that little bit of resistance over time that strengthens them. And when I think about facing challenges, I think of it like the wind against those trees for us to become stronger, to know what we are capable of, to know what we can overcome, we need some resistance. We need to have those moments to push us, sometimes uncomfortably, so that we can understand more about ourselves and what we're capable of. And I really think about through this through the lens of you know, resiliency. And when you think about resiliency, that's, that's what allows you to kind of get back up when you get knocked down. It's you know, resilient people don't you know, think they're bad for getting knocked down. They don't, they don't think that their worth their worth is less or that you know, they should just give up. They don't internalize or catastrophize or say, I'll play victim, they get back up. That's resiliency. It's knowing that this experience has happened, this challenge has occurred, and I'm going to choose to get back up and I know that I will be better for it and I will be stronger for it because I decided to. Resiliency builds the ability to come back from failure quickly, to see the failure and learn for that opportunity, to grow from that opportunity, it gives us the ability to conquer the voice in our heads that says we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not talented enough. And that's really important because again, we to talk a lot about failure in here as well and the importance that failure is not about failing because you were not good enough or you shouldn't be doing something, but it's instead about failing better next time, getting better each time and to know that growth requires that resistance. It re- sometimes requires a lot of pressure and pushing against us and challenge to make us stronger and making uh, making us better long-term. And taking actions is a mix of awareness, is a choice of courage that allows us to actively be the person we wanna be. It is a yardstick that others will measure us by and judge us by, our actions. Not our intentions. So to remember that not everyone's in our head. Not everybody understands. You know what's going on in our fears and what they are seeing is our action. So I've said a, a lot of information there. I do want to pause and make sure I open it to the floor. If anybody has anything they want to add, I'm going to go into practicing reflection next. Um, but is there anything that kind of stood out to you as you thought about maybe you know dealing with challenges or you know these moments of have you had an emotional hijack situation and how did you? respond to that? Or how, how could you respond to those those situations differently? So I'll pause if there's anything anybody wants to add before I move on to, to part two of, of practicing reflection.
1: So I will first off say, I love the story with the tree and the wind. I'm stealing that. I think that's amazing. And just, there's that. Um, the other thing I'd say is this, is everything that you were saying, I'm reflecting in the past week there, there or so where I I found myself going, wow, I have all these people who have been given this challenge and everyone's running away in one form or another. And I feel like it's my job to not run away from this challenge and to wrangle the cats and say, no, we we can't just come up with a thousand excuses to why this is the way this is. This can't continue. (laughs) And it's funny because... I was in a meeting yesterday. Where it was like, well, we might go through a new this new process, but so and so got COVID, and I said, okay, who do they report to? They have this responsibility now, and it was like this, <laughs> it was like deer in headlights. That I was getting from certain folks. It was just like, no one's ever talked like that. And It's like, well, because I'm sorry, but sometimes things need to be done, and and when if if let's talk about that uh, knockdown thing this issue has been knocking a lot of people down and I'm not sure enough people have been deciding to get back up. They've been deciding to avoid it. How do I get around this? Is this somebody else's responsibility. And it's like, well, no, and stop pretending it's somebody else's responsibility. And me, the new guy is feeling very scared, bluntly, because I'm trying to navigate both the the new environment, plus the the, under, the the necessity to take the reins on on resolving this, and knowing it's not going to be resolved overnight, and yet knowing that I have to talk to as senior management as there is, and communicate that we're fixing this. It's not going to be fixed overnight. Let's look at the progress we've already made, and let's hope that we can move on sooner than later. And it's going to suck to have to have that discussion with senior leadership, it really is. But it's like, the fact is that that's what needs to be done. There has been a knockdown in this organization and I feel like I'm the person that has to take charge of this. (laughs) And it's just been, once I I had that epiphany, everything else kind of fell in line. And many, many of the meetings I've been having since have been like, you need to do this so we can get here. You need to do this so we can get there. (laughs) <laughs> and and so much of what you're talking about here has been been very uh, present in my last week or so.
2: Thank you for sharing that. I mean, I think there's so much that you said there. You know, which is, you know, it's very easy to to just assume that somebody else should be responsible, right? And as we talked about, you know, taking action, you know, in these moments and and taking the risks and being bold enough to not let the fear stop you. You know, this is this is about leadership. And and sometimes, you know, in that example that you you had, Chad, is is thinking about, you know, why not, why not you? And it's very easy to always assume that it's somebody else's responsibility that's maybe in higher rank above you, that, you know, well, the leader's gonna solve that, or that leader above me is gonna solve that. And we keep passing the buck up and say, somebody else is gonna fix that. But what that really is grounded in is likely a fear of a risk a fear of a challenge, a fear of confrontation, of discomfort, of again, the emotions, um, people trying to avoid those, those challenging situations instead of embracing it because it's the right thing to do. And what you're doing by saying, no, we need to do this and figure out how to keep doing this and keep moving forward is you're demonstrating through action, right? That this is important work and we need to make these changes, even if it's hard. And it's interesting. And as, as you continue, I'm sure, with this situation that you're you're working on, it will be very interesting to see how the behaviors around you start to shift as others see you embracing the risk of raising your hand and speaking up that then they feel maybe more empowered and more safe to do the same. So thank you so much for sharing that, that example. Um, hey, I just,
0: uh, I, Kelly, real yeah, quick, I just yeah. wanted to chime in too, that I hear a lot of really interesting themes going throughout your message, uh Chad, which is just so exciting and inspiring. And that is number one, you are in a culture. This this is this culture. This is, you know, it's embedded in the people that you're working with. And to, to what you know, what you said about the fact that people aren't speaking up. They probably, as Kelly said, they're operating in fear. And the other thing I heard, I heard a theme of you know, this is what I value. This is what I stand for. This is how I want to show up. This is how I want to contribute. And and the fact that you have honed in on that and know what you want, now you're moving into the role modeling because, you know, you got to, shifting a culture is very 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 difficult and and sometimes the culture doesn't want to change it won't change but the fact that you are you know challenging your fear you're you're boldly speaking up you know you're trying to give these people permission to step up you'll stand beside them you'll support them all of this is the themes that we've been talking about for the last several months and i'm i'm just so inspired by uh, the journey you're on i know it's tough but it's just amazing as well so thanks for
2: sharing that totally agree it's great and again this is where it's all about we talk about these all these leadership principles but it's when you start to apply them that you start to actually see the impact and you learn and we'll hit a little bit on that now as i move into practicing reflection right these moments of of you know stepping into these moments right embracing challenge you know taking action right and then how do you kind of go into that loop of of stepping back looking at what worked, what didn't, and, and growing from that. So as we think about practicing reflection, right, this is really about how can we learn from the past and apply those lessons in the future? How do we pause to learn? Because this takes pausing. This takes mindfulness. If you think about the big mindfulness movement that's happening in the world, this is really about slowing down and tapping into really what's going on in a moment or a moment that you've had, an experience that you've had. You know, when you think about the very kind of. Basic example of this, right? Think about athletes, actors, musicians, right? They have to, you know, they think about they record their performances, and then they watch the tape and they make notes and they watch, you know, kind of learn or map out what they can learn, what they can do to improve, right? It is a very natural part of the process. They embrace it. It's not about looking at that tape and saying that was terrible, give up, never play basketball again, right? Never act again, never sing again, or play a an instrument again. It's about how do I get better? How do I really tap in and I learn from this moment and tune in? And sometimes, you know, we think about an organization and I've seen this many times, you know, in my work where we, we use a debrief, you know, we use a, um, a retroactive, but we'll go back and look at what happened and really, you know, and different companies, maybe an action has happened or maybe, you know, a product has shipped, whatever it is, how do we stop, go back, look, identify what happened, discuss what happened and map out the future. Based on what we want to do next, based on those results. So action is really, you know, about that idea of, of tuning in, mapping out what we've learned, and and then be able to move forward. And it's important to understand that this is this is learning from success. Okay, do more of that. But it's also learning from mistakes, right? Okay, how can we improve? How can we be better next time? Both as individuals and in different team dynamics. So when we think about reflection. We kind of think about it in these, these three key areas that we'll talk about for today, which is reviewing your thoughts and actions and impact, learning from experience, and applying those lessons. So as you think about reviewing your thoughts, actions, and impact, you know, our, our actions are always impacting others, whether we recognize it or not. Our action can lift them up. It can lead them inspired. It can help them stand a bit taller. Or we can be the ones knocking them down. We can leave them hurt. We can maybe make them feel more diminished than we found them. It's really important to understand that our actions have consequence. And the question is not what impact we want to have, but also to ask the question, what impact are we already having and actually having on others, both in our thoughts and our actions, since we know that again, actions are always gonna be impacting others. So when we think about the idea of, you know, reviewing these thoughts and actions, you know, thoughts are really leading to emotional responses to events. It's influencing the decisions that we make. And actions are taking results, you know, that that we're, we're moving forward on, right, as a as conjunction to those thoughts, right? Those are having the impact. And as we think about this idea of, of trying to pause and make more conscious choices that align with our values, this allows us to also think about The idea of what impact we're having when we reflect on that and moving from this unconscious into conscious and making choices and understanding how we can have impact on others. So when we think about, you know, the the idea of thoughts, thoughts are a source of emotional well-being and they become very negative and they spiral out of control when, when we start to think about that emotional hijack moment. That's when it can take us out of a place of being conscious about what's going on and how we're showing up. So it's important that we as individuals reflect on what's going on. You know, how are we feeling, right? Are we tired? Are we burnt out? Are we hungry? Right? There's a lot of things that can impact how we show up in the actions that we take. You know, I mentioned mindfulness. This can be something, you know, like meditation, which often doesn't have to be hours on end. It can be five minutes. It can be a minute, whatever you have time for, but noticing and letting judgments and thoughts pass, you know, stepping out and kind of tuning out for a moment and being present in a moment. Focus on what is in control and what is out of control. That's a really, really important concept we've talked about quite frequently as well, which is we can't control everything, but we also, we can actually control how we respond to something. And we can pay attention to how our thoughts are showing up for us and being mindful of the things that we're focusing on to make better decisions and staying focused and paying attention So, we don't miss something that's really important. And a couple of the ways that really, uh, you know, when we think about this idea of reviewing thoughts and actions and impact, um, there's this idea of, you know, uh, which I actually love, which is from Peter Senge, I'm gonna say Senge, called the fifth discipline. Um, And he has this idea that you split a piece of paper in half, and what you're thinking goes on one side of the paper, and what was actually said goes on the other. And it's a really interesting exercise because it's a way of really starting to unpack both what happened, but then how we actually interpreted what happened. And that's a really important exercise that can also start to help us unpack some of the things that are going on inside of us, which we'll talk a little bit about, about more before we, we close today. I've always talked about journaling. I'm a huge fan of journaling. Uh, it's something I'm a, high, a big proponent of, and it's a really important uh concept to do. And it doesn't, there's, there's really no rules around it. I've always followed the rule for the artist's way um, book from, from uh, yeah, Julia Cameron, which is, you know, just get up in the morning and write, you know, full three pages, just stream of consciousness, no judgment, no editing and no trying to write good, just write. And what happens is you can pay attention to notice how your thoughts and feelings and actions are showing up. You can look back on that and see trends, what was going on. You can also identify changes that you need to make based on on maybe a theme that is showing up, you know, and it's a great way to build this mindfulness and notice how you are feeling and thinking in a given moment. I also really love journaling because I think what I have discovered in my own practice is often the solutions to problems or challenges show up when you journal. Uh, You can see more clearly as you unpack situations that might be going on. The other ways you can actually reflect is, you know, of course, sometimes people have you know, bouts where they might wake up in the middle of the night, something's on their mind, they have a fear, they're feeling anxious. And sometimes the best thing you can do is just keep a pad of paper next to your bed and write down whatever it is. What that Maybe it's a to-do, maybe it's a thought, maybe it's a fear. Just write it down, get it out of your head. And it's really a great way to start to pull that out and release it in a powerful way and go back to it later and see what was really going on with a different perspective when you're awake during the day. You can also hire a coach. You know, Tamara is going through coaching training right now to start to embrace this new journey. We've had other folks in our community that, have, that are coaches, and this could be a really powerful way of really, um, you know, working with someone that could actually help you. You know, look at what's going on, reflect, you know, think out loud in a non-judgmental environment, recognize patterns, but also really help you grow and really give you the tools to navigate both your life and your career in the ways that align to your goals and your values and where you want to go. You can also really embrace a lot of different um exercises. There's a lot of different worksheets and exercises that are out there. I'll include some of the ones that we have referenced here for um in, in our recap. So you can see them things like, you know, the wheel of life uh concept and looking at kind of where you feel in alignment with each one of these areas or thinking about strategic planning, you know, and these different things that we can do and. And often we we have all these tools that we use sometimes in our career that we ref, we rarely bring back into our personal lives and think about our own leadership journey or career journey and they can be really powerful in helping us grow you know both individually as well as the work that we're doing. You can of course learn from experience you know making sure that you're understanding that that reflection and then this idea of taking action is about you know really stretching ourselves both mentally and physically right so you know, if you think about this example, right, try changing a behavior from getting angry and snapping at others to pausing and listening. That's really hard work. This is not something that happens just overnight. But, you know, the first requirement is to notice your behavior. Second, understand your triggers. What button is being pushed? Why are you feeling the way that you are feeling? And third, then start to choose a different response repeatedly until you develop a new way to respond. But understand that this takes a lot of time and it takes practice. This is not going to be something that's going to happen overnight, right? People don't just, you know, quit smoking or eat differently or develop new habits overnight. I think I was just watching something this morning that said it takes two months to develop a new habit. So think about just even two months of going through these steps that I just mentioned before to start to develop a new way of responding to situations. And the brain doesn't want to change. We've talked about this many times over. It's important to know that you have to continue to challenge yourself to grow and to learn and to respond differently by continuing to hone these skills and continue to work at it. And, you know, when we kind of think about reflection, you know, this is something that reflect, you know, reflection extends, you know, beyond just one day. And something that, you know, might be that you reflect back on a month, a year, or your entire life. It's actually really fascinating to look back on your entire life, understand key moments that have happened, key milestones, peaks and valleys, and take a moment to just you know let yourself go back and reflect. We often rarely make time for these kind of practices. And when we start to see that, we can start to better understand how we see ourselves, but how we might be perceived by others and understanding how experiences have shaped us to make a, a clearer picture of who we are and who we can be. So, you know, and also considering your values and, and your beliefs and the assumptions that they're built on. I get it. What, what made you start to respond that way or, or perceive yourself in a specific way and how did it shape what you believe? And really those are the moments when you think about sketching out those timelines, be it a month or a year or your entire life. It gives you more clarity and it teaches you to have those reflective moments to see your experiences in a different way that can then help you chart potentially a new path going forward into the future. And this is something that is uh you know really important because often what we talked about is you know the experiences that we have in our life you know those are events, and that those might be things that have been shared with us that we've experienced with others, but sometimes we go through really challenging situations and it's important to know that they do not define us right and it's starting to see them through a different lens and when we start to go through this idea is you know there's a lot of you know, learning and psychology in here, right, this idea of which I love it, you know, Tamara included this idea that we are self authors, right, for our lives, we write our own storylines, we, we are, you know, including hero, you know, heroes and, and villains, you know, we're determining the impacts those events have on us. And it's pretty advanced way of thinking about it, if you really step back, especially that idea that we can choose what story we want to tell and determine how those events impact us. And these are the moments of understanding what we actually have control over is this area, the story that we write for ourselves and how we respond and how we perceive that story. And really choosing to not allow the sometimes BS negative narratives to come into our head and take over our story and turn us from maybe a hero into a villain or a victim. And we have control over our own story. And we get to imply the lessons that we've had in our life and apply those lessons with practice and time and repetition, building new habits and know that it's going to be uncomfortable. I love this concept that it might feel very awkward and mechanical when you start to think about these moments of stopping, reflecting and implementing, stopping, reflecting and implementing. You know, It's something that we have to consciously remember and choose to act on the skill. And it will be very awkward at first. And it may feel like you want to quit because it doesn't feel authentic to you or it feels phony but this is about growth and it's about applying these lessons and growth sometimes is slow and we're always learning, but again, it takes commitment to know that we want to start to develop those, those skills to respond differently to situations. And as we get into the last, you know, just eight minutes here already, you know, when we think about this whole concept of, you know, we all have goals, we have things that we are striving for. We have, you know, things that we want to see come to life within, both our our personal lives, our professional lives, goals for things we might have in our bucket list or career aspirations that we have. And what we've talked about here with this kind of concept of value-based leadership and planting and nurturing seeds of success is bringing these things all together and understanding that these practices are interdependent. They naturally complement and strengthen one another when they're used together. Building awareness helps develop relationships just as realizing potential informs taking action. The five principles, when they're put together, are not linear. They occur simultaneously and in no order. We're moving it all around. We're moving it all together. And it's really important that we, we kind of think about how these things are all coming together as a really important part of the leadership journey and really finding what's most important to you in your own journey a powerful and transformational journey that takes a lot of conscious action, it takes a lot of reflection, so that we really understand and we're tuning into who we are. Again, you know, back to before, knowing that these things will change and will evolve as we've had experiences in life. And there's really no one right answer. And there are going to be many choices and many paths. And it's about really experimenting and playing with these different approaches and being you know brave enough and courageous enough to try new things and to embrace new things on your leadership journey. So again, I gave you a lot of information in that moment. We have a few minutes left. I would love to open it to the floor if there's any you know, thoughts or reactions. I would love to hear if there's any things that you're also doing as you think about reflection or you know, kind of looking back at your life or experiences that you've had or, or you know, you know, mistakes that may have occurred and, and how have you practiced and applied this practice of, of reflection?
0: I think I can hear everybody's brain turning. I can hear the, the cogs moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Chad. I kind of figure you're all just like working on everything that we've given you, because we kind of like gave you the fire hose today. Um, and, uh, you know, g- give it some time. I mean, we just want to give you some time to, to respond. Give us any any kind of thoughts you had around the content you learned today. But I would just say for me, um, one thing that's happened in in terms of reflection and there's just so much to think about here, is I, I kind of think back to a, a difficult time I went through when I was during the COVID, and I think I've talked about this with some of you, so I may be repeating myself, but I um, was working in a new job, and when the COVID, uh, COVID hit and, and, we, and the, the community started shutting down and whatnot, um, the organization I was working for took a big hit financially, and my job was eliminated. And it was the first time in my career that I've ever been laid off in my entire life. and i it was very it was a very challenging time. and you know i took I, I decided to take a very positive mindset um, and had to go back I had to be very mindful and reflect back on it and to tell myself that it doesn't it doesn't define me. Because you know, it's it's in those moments that, you know, those very challenging moments like that where the, the journey is 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 powerful and it's transformational. And um, although you're gonna feel bad feelings, and I certainly did, I just took the moment to to feel the feelings, to feel the thoughts, to reflect on the thoughts and the feelings, and to not let it define me because it, it was so challenging. So a lot of this stuff here. That we've talked about today was so instrumental in that moment. Not even realizing that I was applying some of it. I'm going to yield the mic. I'd love to hear other, other people's thoughts.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll chime in as others are thinking. And I know we gave you a lot of content today. You know, I think you know one of the things that I hit on a little bit, and what my experience, at least with, I'll, I'll go back to journaling. You know, is is sometimes you know when we are um, the the concept you think about it, the, the term the the saying you you miss the forest for the trees. You know sometimes we're in the middle of a difficult situation or a challenge or maybe we're feeling stuck. Maybe it's not a challenge we're dealing with. Maybe we just feel a little stuck. We're not getting you know the things that we want, or we are trying to get clarity on the goals that we have. You know sometimes journaling is a, a good way of of identifying the changes you need to make. Right, and, and sometimes you know it's it's one of those concepts that if you're if you're writing in your journal. And the same, maybe complaints are coming up day after day after day in your journal. You know, at some point you kind of keep writing it and at some point there's a switch that happens, which is, are you going to do something about it now? Because you've complained about this concept, you know, or this idea or this challenge or whatever it is, you know, day after day after day, it's really a a way of us starting to shift the narrative, um, or decide that we have a change that we need to make and we are actually the ones that are in control of making that change. And that's one of the things that I found very early in my journaling practice that was incredibly powerful. Amen. All right. Well, I know we, we shared a lot. Um, again, we always welcome, you know, any feedback or things that resonated as you've processed this, you know, and go about your weekend to, to reach back out to us, you know, both on, on Substack and our, or other groups, but, you know, happy to kind of, you know, let you all marinate on this. Hopefully it was useful. I know a lot of the concepts that we've gotten into today, you know, these are big concepts. These are not you know, easy things to to just you know decide to do one day. It takes a lot of earnest practice and diligence. It takes a lot of energy. Um, it takes a lot of persistence. It takes a lot of courage. Um, we are going to be coming back in future sessions, and and Tamara and I are working on you know our next sessions, which we we may be actually using another book to go through. Um, I think we're talking about multipliers and diminishers, but we won't we won't promise that quite yet. We'll announce it. Uh, via our Substack, as usual, we are also going to be in, including now some interviews. We're going to start bringing in different different leaders at different career, you know, progressions and different industries to talk about their leadership journey and what they've learned. So we're looking forward to kind of expanding the content here as well. But I'm happy to pass it over to Tamara to add a new closing oh. thoughts as well as give us our quote for the week.
0: Okay, great. Well, um, I have a little um, kind of a. It's, I guess, a poem, but it's it's a little bit longer than I normally do a quote. But I thought it was sort of something that applies to a lot of what we've been talking about. And the author, unfortunately, is unknown, but it's called Dare to Believe. You can't be all things to all people. You can't do all things at once. You can't do all things equally well. You can't do all things better than everyone else. Your humanity is showing just like everyone else's. So you have to find out who you are and be that. You have to decide what comes first and do that you have to discover your strengths and use them you have to learn not to compete with others because no one else is in a contest a contest of being you then you will have learned to accept your own uniqueness you will have learned to set priorities and make decisions you will have learned to give yourself the respect that is due and you you'll be a most vital mortal dare to believe that you are a wonderful unique person that you are a once in all history event, that it's more than a right, it's your duty to be who you are, that life is not a problem to solve, but a gift to cherish. And you'll be able to stay, you will be able to stay one up on what used to get you down. And on that note, I hope you took away something great today and that you guys have a great week of leadership coming forward. Thank
2: you everyone.
0: Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to close the room now.